Welcome to the Dear Business Diary podcast. This is all about demystifying entrepreneurship, giving you real and authentic insights into a service-based business, and encouraging you to ditch the online business rules out there, create your own, and run your business your own way. Based on your personality, what you're here to do, how you operate best, and the business strategies that fit you. Small disclaimer though, these are my perspectives and opinions based on my experience, so please always take into account other perspectives. Let everything run through your body, through your systems, take what works for you and leave the rest. Now let's hop right into it. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Dear Business Diary podcast. This episode actually makes me super nervous. So I'm currently in a co-working space and I booked this phone booth specifically so I can record this episode. And honestly, like the past few hours, I was actually super nervous. And I don't even know why, I guess, because I'm going to be super vulnerable with you. Like this episode is going to be about my low phase because I feel like there's not many people who actually share what's going on in the low phase. They're just like shallowly like talking about kind of like what happened and then how they got out of it. But what I always wanted to know is, okay, but what was actually going on in your head? Like, how did you feel? Like, give me permission <laughs> to have this like low phase as well, because I feel like what's usually happening with entrepreneurs in the low phase is that they question themselves. And I feel like, you know, everything is working out for other people, but not for me. And I don't want you to feel like that because it's very normal. That's life. That's what entrepreneurship is all about. It's like the high and low phases. So today I really want to share with you what was going on and what was going through my mind, the limiting beliefs, etc. Like I'm actually going to read you what I what I wrote in my journal. So it's going to be very vulnerable. You get a very deep insight. So hopefully you're ready for that. What I want to start with is I want to explain to you how I kind of like got into the slow phase. But before I do that, I really want to tell you, I know that there's worse out there. Like there's people out there who face insane intense challenges that I can't even imagine what I'm talking about here is the low phases of entrepreneurs and what you can face you know if you are on this journey and I want to make sure that you have this insight and that you don't feel like this is like an unnormal thing like it's a very <laughs> normal thing I just want to share the behind the scenes of this part of entrepreneurship as well so please don't compare me to like anyone who is actually you know having like um I don't want to say real struggles like what I was going through was a real struggle for me in my life in my situation and that is what I want to share I'm not saying that this is like the worst thing that could ever happen and yeah you, you know what I mean so I just want to make sure that you know I am grateful for my life I know that I am very privileged but still I am also going through low phases and I'm also doubting myself and that is a fair struggle to have as well. That is a fair challenge to have as well. So I would say let's dive right into it. So what was happening? How did I get into my struggle? So first of all, I got sick. Um, so wait, let's start from the beginning. So actually, there were multiple things that were going on at the same time. So if you've been following me for a while on Instagram as well, you know that I finished my studies in, in Bulgaria, basically. So I went to Bulgaria for a six-month um, Erasmus semester, and I finished my studies during that time. So what was happening is I had to let go of this identity of being a student, 
and really moving into the identity of being an entrepreneur and like a real 100% like adult kind of person that had to make sure that I'm financially stable and yeah, that my life is sustainable. Like I was 100% responsible for myself and for my life. You know, I feel like as a student, you're still in this like in-between world and you still get some grants from like the governments or from your parents and you still get help. And at some point, you know, being a student, like the how a student behaves, is just very different on how an entrepreneur and how like an, an adult, <laughs> like a real adult um, behaves. So I had to let go of this whole student mentality. And even though I was not knowing what was going on, like everything can happen now in my life, you know, like everything and anything can happen. I have no fucking clue what's going to happen in the next couple of months. Um, I have an idea. I have my vision. I have my goals. But in the end, you know, plans never really work out. Like anything and everything can happen. And at this point, I was anxious already. So this didn't motivate me or didn't inspire me. It actually fucking scared me. It fucking scared me that I didn't know um, what was going on. So at this point, everyone I knew was kind of like leaving Bulgaria, like all my friends. So it hit me that my time in Bulgaria is going to be over soon and then I had to go back and take responsibility a hundred percent so that was going on then I got sick and then of course I was on my period as well like usually that happens at the same time when I'm sick so my hormones um, were at this really bad point too this is the kind of like winter phase where you usually are more prone or likely to have limiting beliefs anyway so basically what was going on is I was sick. I kind of like, I was grieving my whole um, student identity, trying to let go of it and trying to say goodbye to all the people. Um, I had financial anxiety because I wasn't sure how I was going to sustain myself. I mean, yes, I have the business, but so far, you know, next to my studies, it has only sustained me part-time. I have no fucking clue when or how it's going to sustain me full-time. And there was no other chance, right? There was no other grants, et cetera. So yes, financial anxiety and all of this at the same time, you know, plus the limiting beliefs that, oh my God, I can't do that. I can never sustain myself financially with the business. Who am I to do that? Blah, blah, blah. All of these beliefs, it led me to have insomnia as well. Like I couldn't sleep at all. And if I slept like for 30 minutes or an hour, I had the weirdest dreams. Like seriously, I had the weirdest dreams. So every time I woke up, I never felt rested. I actually felt more exhausted. And I was basically planning some more trips, actually, without having a financial security, because this year, you know, bringing my business to the full time level, my main goal is to surround myself with like minded entrepreneurs and with like minded people so that I'm more inspired and more motivated to do so. And also, I mean, I am motivated and inspired to do it anyway, but I feel like it helps me way more to stay in the whole mindset of, yes, I can do it. I see other people do it, so I can do it, too. So I was planning on doing more trips. Also, if that means I need to use my savings so far, um, but I feel like I just need to go to digital nomad places. So I was booking some things. I was investing in, for example, the Digital Nomad Festival in Bansko in June, which will be a major like networking event and a great opportunity for me to meet other digital nomads and entrepreneurs. But in the end, there was this like super scary moment for me, like where I only had I feel like 93 euros in one of my accounts. And don't get me wrong, like I do have multiple accounts. I do have savings. I do have investments. So this is not the only money that I have, but just looking at this bank account, seeing 
a two-digit number and knowing that I have no fucking clue what's going to happen in the next months and I have no fucking clue on how I'm going to sustain myself. Like I know at some point the business is going to work out, but I just don't know when. And in the end, I was like in this like super negative spiral anyway. So in that moment, I didn't think it's going to work out somehow. Like I can do it. I was thinking, damn, Chrissy, what are you doing? What the fuck are you actually doing? So, you know, when you're already in this negative spiral, you don't see the possibilities. You don't see the opportunities. You don't really believe in your journey and in your timeline. It's just, you know, it's a, it's a whole downward spiral. So what I was trying to do, because I know like I've been in, in the business world for like two years now, and I know there's always low phases. And I know every time I'm on my period, I have this like really low phase mentally as well, like not only physically and energy wise, but also mentally as well. So what I know for me is like, I need to sit through the feelings. Like I, I know it sounds super shitty, but like I allow myself to feel all the super shitty feelings. Like I knew it was a low phase and I knew that it was going to end at some point. So I basically just sat through it. Here's the thing, um, you know, usually uh, coaches and mentors and other people, they try to get you out of this phase as fast as possible. They're like, what can you do to get out of this as fast as possible? But I feel like in that way, you suppress all your emotions and you're honestly just postponing actually dealing with those things anyway, especially in that sense, it is so important that you accept a low phase and that you sit through it and that you use this low phase for inner work, like to go inward. And also this is where you create the, the quietness and the space for yourself to get to a new breakthrough, because usually we reach a low phase because we need to get to some new way of doing things. So I don't believe that there is a specific thing that you need to do to get out of your low phase. I think if you accept the phase, if you sit through your shitty feelings, even though it's really horrible to do that, at some point you will naturally get better. Because remind yourself of all the low phases that you had so far. And even draw the line like energy-wise, like how you felt and mood-wise. You will see that every single time when you were in a, in a low phase, there was an up phase again. And you got to the high phase again. So I knew at some point there was going to be a high phase. And at some point you will feel inspired to make a decision to refocus your focus. And then you'll actually attract new opportunities and new things that will inspire you to take action. But I don't want to <laughs> be too fast with that. Um, I'm going to talk about this in a second. But I, I wanted to read out to you. Um, what I put in my journal and what was going on in my mind through the face because yes it always sounds so easy like yeah accept your feelings and sit through the shitty feeling yeah yeah me 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 but like how how the fuck do you do that um okay I'm gonna read you what I wrote okay let me let me find a page in my journal okay so what I basically did is I felt inspired to write down what's currently going on so I asked myself what's currently going on I wrote down my energy is low. I'm sick all the time. I have doubts. I have anxiety, fear of what's coming. And then I asked myself, what do I think will come? And I said, I'll be home working a lot, but not seeing results. Feeling guilty that I have no results to show to my parents, but I want them to be proud of me and not see or think that I'm just home because it's convenient. Plus at home, I might... Think about things that don't matter a lot. I might lose hope 
that the thing with my business is going to work out and I might put more pressure on myself. And then I asked, what are my exact thoughts that come up when I think about this? And I said, they will think I'm a failure. With they, I mean my friends and family. They will think I'm not doing anything. They will ask about my future plans and I won't have an answer. And it's funny because I actually do have an answer. Like I have this whole vision. I have my goals planned out. I know exactly what I want to do. And yet I still thought that I don't have an answer to that because I, I was scared that I can't, you know, prove them financially that, that I'm going to be fine. Um, I also wrote down, I don't want to work for someone else again because I can't have someone have power over me because I can't be totally free over my schedule when I work with someone. I also wrote down, if I work for someone else again, I have to prove myself again. And that means I work hard to get that recognition, which sucks time from my own business. And the fifth thing was, I'm not good enough to help my clients transform massively. Because you know what's going on? Like, it was so funny. At that point, I was also interviewing my previous clients from my group coaching programs, and they loved the program. But two of them didn't get the results that I wanted them to have. But it was not because of the program. It was because of their external circumstances in their life. But for me, at this point, at this very low point, I was putting everything on me, right? I was like, oh my God, that was happening because of the program. That was happening because of me. So I can't really like deliver the transformation that I promised. And it was not me. Like, okay, but I'm, I'm too fast about this anyway. But like in this low phase, you know, everything was just piling up. And again, you see the pattern, right? Like even though everything was fine, even though I had the supportive family, even though I had money, even though I had clients that were telling me, that my programs are awesome, that they love my coaching, that it actually helped them, that they got results. I was still in this low phase, still. Despite all the quote-unquote success in my life that was already happening. Again, which is normal. So I basically ordered all of the limiting beliefs, right? I had five limiting beliefs in that sense. So I was tackling them one by one. So the first one was about, you know, my family and my friends um, thinking that I'm a failure. So I wrote down, who cares what they think? <laughs> I'm only caring about opinions of people I actually look up to. They don't live the life I want to live. So I'm not going to care about their opinion. For my family, I wrote down, I'm going to have an open and honest talk with my mom and my dad and tell them how I feel. And maybe we can make some agreement because I know that they're proud of me anyway. I already had this amazing talk with my dad at this point, um, just not with my mom. So she needs to be included in that too. And the cool thing is like, I never had this super open and vulnerable conversation with my dad until this point. And I was actually, you know, telling him like, hey, you know, like now, now that I'm a quote unquote real adult and not a student, is it actually okay for me to like come home every once in a while? Because my plan was to be a digital nomad, right? Like to move abroad for like five or six months and then come back for two. But I can't just assume that I can just come home and that I'm not going to be a burden because of course everything is going to be more expensive with a third or fourth person in the house, depending on whether my sister was going to be home at this point too or not. So we were honestly talking about this and also about my uh, financial situation. And he's also a business owner, like he's also self-employed. So he was so fucking nice and understanding about this. And I didn't actually expect it. And he was like, just use the opportunity to come home and build the business your way. And it was just, 
yeah, it was so amazing. But despite us having a conversation, like I was still in this very low phase, you know, despite feeling and having all of this amazing support. So yeah, in that sense, for number one, I really decided to have this conversation with my mom and my dad uh, once I'm back, which is going to be in a couple of weeks. And this is what made me feel better, actually, um, just writing this down. For the second one, the second one was me being scared about not having an answer, you know, when people ask me, hey, so what are your plans for the future? And I said, I do have a vision. They don't. <laughs> I don't owe them an answer. Um, they'll see what I'll do anyway. Plus, honestly, if they're really good friends, they care more about themselves and their lives than about me. Like, okay, scratch their really good friends. Like, that's for everyone. Like, and it's not selfish at all. It's just the truth. Like, we care about ourselves way more than about other people. Maybe not care, but we think about ourselves way more than other people. It's just the truth. They don't even have the time <laughs> to think about me that much. I even wrote down, like, same for me, right? Smiley. <laughs> it's true. Like, you know, you are the main person in your life. And we usually worry so much about what other people think. But honestly, they don't even have the time to, to really think about you. They're really busy with their own life. And then the third limiting belief was, I don't want to work for someone else again because I can't have power or total freedom over my own schedule. So at this point, I actually had an opportunity coming for me, like someone um, that I know that asked me if I could imagine to work with them for a couple of hours. So I said, I will ask xyz like that person how she'd like me to work like schedule wise because most remote companies or most remote people they really don't care anyway like it's all about the results it's not you know when I should be available and there was also a possibility for support coaching right so I said for support coaching maybe there are only specific days in a week where I need to be available for that um same with a job that I wanted to apply for. It's it's like a coaching position at a really like amazing coaching school. So I wanted to apply for that because then I can still use my gifts and I can still coach. Like the main thing about my business is that I can coach, right? So I was definitely seeing myself doing that. And then I can still ask um, how free my schedule is actually going to be and how freely I can schedule the sessions. So the fourth one then was if I work for someone else again I have to prove myself which means I'll work hard to get the recognition which sucks time away from my own business like this is one thing that I do like once I work for someone I 100% get into their business like no matter how many hours I work for them like I I realized that in the last two years you know while I was doing VA work while I was doing DBM work like I tried so many different things, but every single time, no matter how many hours I worked for the business owner, I was 100% in because I wanted to prove myself and I wanted to be the best, the best freelancer like they, they had ever worked with. Um, it, then it's the shadow of the defined heart. Like if you're into human design, I have a defined heart and it's actually the shadow of that. Like I wrote down, if I end up working for someone else, definitely look into the shadow of the defined heart. So I was basically just uh, postponing that. And writing down some questions for me to journal on if I actually end up working with someone else. I wrote down, why do I need to prove myself? And then I answered, I want them to give me recognition and attention. And then I wrote down, if I'll use my gifts, I'll naturally attract that. Like I'll naturally attract 
the recognition and the attention. I am enough, I'm worthy, I'm valuable. Wow, so deep, so dramatic. <laughs> yes. All right, okay. And then the fifth one, I'm not good enough to help my clients transform massively. This is a limiting belief and imposter syndrome. So very good mix of our two best friends, imposter syndrome and limiting beliefs. And with limiting beliefs, I mean, I'm a coach. I know how to, you know, get out of limiting beliefs, like inside and out. Um, I, I do this in my sleep already, but still, like, sometimes a coach also needs outside coaching. So like, we are not perfect people, right? We need, especially for these things, we need someone else to like, come in and ask us the, these questions so that we have the time to look inside of how we want to rephrase those. Um, but for this one, I really tried to, to self-coach as well. Um, for this one, it actually worked really well. Yeah, so I'm, I'm just going to read uh, what I wrote down here. Where does this belief come from? Why do I think this is true? Because uh, X, Y, Z both didn't get the results I wanted them to have. Um, X got results, like her testimonial interview was amazing, but her last two months were not great. And now she says she's in kind of a, a burnout. However, I gave the possibility for Slack support, the, the possibility for one-on-one -on -one coaching. And by the way, uh, this is not written down, but we had a one-on-one -on -one coaching session and she had a major breakthrough, which was amazing. Okay, just reading again. Otherwise, I could have helped her more. However, I totally get her because I'm kind of in the same situation. It's just pure pressure and anxiety. That has nothing to do with my program. I'm also not responsible for a wise life falling apart. And she even told me that she has tools now to work with this. Plus the other two saw great results. It's funny because for X and Y's journey, basically, it was usually external circumstances that had them or forced them to basically take a break. It was not really, well, for the one person who was kind of like forced, for the other person, it was actually her choice in the end. But both of them said during this program, they learned amazing, valuable tools for them to actually be able to handle these situations more. So in the end, it was valuable for them and it was worthy. And they have so many tools now that they can use. And, you know, they didn't fake their answers in the testimonial interview. Like it was still super, super valuable for them. And they keep on telling me that. So it was, in the end, it was really just my own anxiety, like reading something into it. So, and that is, that is exactly what I wrote down. Like I also feel like the coaching was still super, super helpful for both. So I asked myself, is this a reliable source? Like the, you know, where I got the belief from, which is basically me. And I said, no, because all of them were happy with my coaching uh, and with my programs. It was just me making up some stories in my head but I'm not responsible for the external circumstances in their life. And I don't have control over these circumstances. What I can do though, and what I do have control over is to be there for them, offer more support, offer relevant free events or programs and being compassionate and sensitive and caring. That is what I can do. Like I was really specific about what am I responsible for as a coach and what can I control as a coach? Because, you know, we can have the best tool and the best program but again, we're not responsible for the external circumstances. We can just hope that they use the tools to deal with those circumstances. And then we can provide the safe and the authentic space and the support, the guidance, the coaching to help them in the best way. So I asked myself, is this thought belief helping me to achieve my goals? 
no, of course not. <laughs> like if I if I believe that I can help my my clients transform, of course no, <laughs> that's not a that's not a helpful belief to have. Plus, I had so 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 much proof that I can transform my clients' lives. So I asked myself, okay, so how can I reframe this belief so it's encouraging? And I said, I can transform the inner world life of clients massively by giving them lots of tools. Um, to do things their way by giving them a community a place to share vulnerably by caring for them and making sure they individually get what they need this is what I have control over and this is what I'm responsible for I do not have control over what happens in their life or how when or if they use the tools and support I give them but I can provide everything they need for success and keep them accountable and then I also ask myself where's the proof that my first negative belief is wrong and the above is true so I have a whole good stuff folder with all the testimonials, with compliments from my friends and family, uh, from clients that I ever received. It's full, it's seriously full with screenshots of compliments and, and testimonials. And then what others say about me on my poster, like I have, I have a whole poster um, about myself in my room. So it basically it's a combination of all of these tools like personality tests, human design, um, how others perceive me, like I sent out a feedback form for that, my values, my accomplishments, all of that. And it had amazing, amazing answers of the feedback form that I sent out. So every time I have some doubts, I can look at that too. So that is also proof. Then I have the client's feedback. I have testimonials. I have the testimonial interviews. Like I have so much proof that I, that I am a good coach, that I have all of these gifts. Um, and that I can actually tra transform people's lives. I just need to see it. Like I need to be open to see it because it is there already. And I wrote down, I have the duty to share my wisdom, gifts and talents with the world. Like it is my mission to be of service and I owe it to everyone because this could be so helpful, valuable. And I owe it to everyone. This could be helpful, valuable and transformative for. So afterwards I felt better and I asked myself, how can I trust the unknown? How can I trust the process without a safety net? And I said, when I look back, I always had what I needed in every moment. There were always opportunities coming my way. I trust myself enough that I'll do the inner work and that I keep taking aligned action. As long as I do that, I am safe. Safety comes from within. I am safe within myself because I got the knowledge, I got the skills, I got the tools and the support. My safety net is my family because they will always be there for me. The door is always open and they love and support me no matter what. Relax, <laughs> nothing is under control. We can never control what happens, but we can control how we respond. And this is where I started to feel better. Like, you know, these things, um, usually people, they do it in their heads, um, but it is so, so important that you self-coach yourself through it in writing or with another person, because we do not think those things until the end. Uh, we just stop in the middle and then it creates this like vicious cycle. Um, so for me, this is where it started to feel better. Plus when I got the opportunity from this other person to work with them for a couple of hours per month, which is amazing because then I have some kind of like safe income. And then again, um, this was also a limiting belief that I had because as an entrepreneur, you have so much pressure to only you know sustain yourself through your business because apparently that is the only way of being successful it's so not true like <laughs> if you want to start a business it takes months even years like one to three years to actually sustain yourself fully from the business like look at startup statistics it takes 
startups one to three years to actually sustain themselves. You as a person, you're also a startup, right? You need time to experiment. You need time to learn the skills. You need time to figure out with whom you want to work with. You need lots of experiments, lots of failures, lots of mistakes. And you need the resilience to keep going. Because I know on Instagram, there are so, so, so many stories and people and posts saying, yeah, six figures in six months. This is how I gauge your clients from this one post. But don't compare yourself to them. Like they just, they're not telling the whole truth. They started building their businesses years before, probably. Or they started at a completely different point than where you started. That's why I help do, you know, <laughs> that's why I help my clients do business their way because for everyone it's different. Everyone has a different timeline. Everyone starts at a different point. So there is no copy and paste strategy for you. If you're currently in a low phase, I really hope this helps. Um, I know that people usually don't share it because they have this fear of looking bad, this fear of, you know, holding clients back from investing in them. But in the end, we are all humans and we all have the same problems. Like all of these quote unquote successful people that you're following right now, they also have the same struggles, the same limiting beliefs. They're just not talking about it. We are all humans, like there's no coach, no mentor, no therapist, no professional in that area that doesn't have, you know, low phases. It's part of the human experience. That is what makes us human. So I just wanted to give you hope and give you grace and compassion in this phase if you're currently in that or maybe save it for the next low phase. Like what you're going through right now is completely normal. It is so normal. And it doesn't mean that you are a bad coach. It doesn't mean that you are a bad VA or a graphic designer or whatever you are. And it doesn't mean that you're failing or that your business is failing. It doesn't mean that. It means that you are very, very, um, very close to another breakthrough because I needed to go through this low phase as well to upgrade my group coaching program. Because after this low phase, I decided, okay, I can make sure that I have or I give all the support in my group coaching program. So I added one-on-one um, -on -one coaching to it as well. I added a one-day planning intensive day so I can make sure they have the right tools for the next couple of months to implement those tools without me, right? And I also had like a whole idea for like the brand upgrade as well. Like so many things started happening once I really accepted it. And then once I felt inspired, um, I did this whole exercise with like self-coaching myself through my limiting beliefs. And then I started acting on these thoughts, right? I really started reading through the testimonials and the, the client transformation that I did to like show myself, okay, I am doing the work and I am supporting them. I started having conversations with my family about these things. I started really taking action and, you know, reaching out to the person. We hopped on a call to talk about whether I could work for them for a couple of hours per month. And it actually makes me super excited now that I get to help her. And we talked about, you know, boundaries and, and, and all of that stuff. And then once I felt inspired, I also did a Tony Robbins challenge. And I talked to some like business friends about, you know, what I was going through. And because of these things, I started to feel better. But then again, I don't want to tell you there's no specific thing that you need to do in a low phase to get better. Believe me, you will naturally get better. All you need to do is to trust. Trust that it will get better. After a low phase, there's always a high phase. You will get your energy back. You will get your confidence back. You will attract the right opportunities for you. I 100% believe in that. So I really hope this episode helped you. And please reach out to me on Instagram if you're going through it right now. Like, again, you're already worthy. You're already valuable. The world needs you as you are. 
and the world needs your services. You are here for a specific mission. And don't don't have a low face stop you from doing that. Really, we need you as you are. All right. Okay. I feel like I'm done here. <laughs> I poured my heart out. Um, I got very vulnerable. So yeah, um, please connect with me on Instagram. And I really want to talk you through, you know, if you're also currently in a low phase um, or if you're in a high phase and still resonate with it, please still let me know. Would love for you to, to talk about your experience. And I clearly can talk today. So let's just not extend this any longer. Um, see you in the next episode. I, I feel like this is the last episode for season one. I'm very excited for season two, actually. Like currently I'm super excited. Like I'm, I'm in a very high energy, high vibe phase. So there's super amazing things coming. Season two is all going to be about like showing up authentically and reconnecting to your true self. And I'm going to have amazing experts for you to talk about different tools and stuff and how you can implement those. So it's going to be very cool and very interesting. All right. See you soon in the next episode. Bye bye. If this resonated with you and you're currently looking for support with how you can start, run or scale your business your way in a simple and aligned way, you are at the right place. I have a one-on-one -on -one and a group coaching offer all about how to do business on your terms, based on your personality, what you're here to do, how your body and energy operate best, and how to find the business strategies that work for you, based on all of this. So we will cover who you truly are at the core, apart from societal rules, conditioning, etc. We look into your personality and mindset, and then we go over your unique vision and direction to find out what you're here to do. We also look at your unique energy type to see how you can work with your body and energy instead of against it. And if we know all of that, then we can find business strategies for you that are aligned that you can experiment with. And we go over, we go over your finances, your offers, and aligned marketing. If this calls to you, schedule a discovery call with me for me to fully understand where you're currently at and see what, if anything, I could offer you. Would love to get to know you.